Welcome to Yes Catholic, the place where real people share their real stories and realize it is all God's grace on the move. I'm your host, David Patterson, and every week we hear a new guest share their story of how they came to give their yes to Jesus and his church. So let's get started. August 20th was the four-year anniversary of my grandfather's death. And uh, right before he died, thanks be to God, he came home to the Catholic Church. And so I thought it would just be really awesome to to come on here and to share his story and how he came home and he said his yes uh, to Jesus and to his Catholic Church. And so I'm just going to wait a quick minute. I'm just going to start waving to people uh, and, uh, and then we'll dive into an opening prayer and then I'll share my grandfather's story. Everybody, hope you're having a great evening. Of course. Hey, mom, how's it going? <laughs> Welcome, everyone. And if you guys have any questions uh, as the as I'm sharing his story, uh, feel free to hit the question button right there, and I'd be happy to answer as many questions as possible. All right, let's uh, let's dive in an opening prayer, and then we'll begin. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your faithfulness, for your love, for your mercy, God. Lord, I pray that you would just help me to decrease tonight so that you would increase. And Lord, I thank you just so much for my grandfather and for just breaking down every wall that was needed to come down in order for him to just come home at his last hour. And so, Jesus, I just pray that tonight would just give you glory And I just pray for everyone tuning in tonight. Lord, I pray that you just open our hearts to receive what you want us to receive. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, I went live a couple days ago where I shared my story of how on August 15th, 2009, I said yes to Jesus and to his Holy Catholic Church. And truthfully, when I experienced Christ in the Blessed Sacrament of the Eucharist in adoration, I could not be quiet about it. I'm sorry. I was just so passionate about the faith and I just wanted everybody else to encounter what I did. And so my grandfather on my dad's side, he picked up on the fact that all of a sudden, you know, I used to be this party guy, but but now I'm like living for Jesus and his church. And so he kind of took me for a, a drive and he wasn't mean about it, but he, he said, you know what? We need to have a man to man conversation. I said, OK, Grandpa, sure. Sounds good. And so we went for a drive and he basically said, look, I know you're into the Catholic Church thing now. Uh, I know you're very passionate about it, but I'm a good man and don't try to convert me. And I, I was like, OK, Grandpa, sure. Like, <laughs> you know, I was so fresh in, in coming to faith that I kind of just said, all right, fair, you know, but. I think when you love someone, you just desperately want them to know um, the one that you love the most, you know, and and Jesus is just everything. And how would you not want your grandfather to encounter him? And, And here's the thing is that my grandfather was really an incredible man. Like he served the poor on a regular basis. He took care of people with disabilities and whatnot. And so. What's what's incredible is that through his entire life, I really believe that he was serving Christ, but I don't even think he realized it. You know, it makes me think of Matthew 25 and the judgment of the nations 
where, you know, Mother Teresa even said the gospel could be summed up in five words. You did it to me. You did it to me. Whatever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. But I wanted desperately for my grandfather to encounter Jesus. And so I just started praying for him. I was working at St. Francis Xavier as a youth minister, and I would just regularly go to the tabernacle. And, and it was just put on my heart, like, just to pray for him. Um, and I just started begging God, like, you know what? Like, please just move in my grandfather's life. And so there was an event that was going to be happening at St. Francis Xavier Church. It was called Reboot Live with Christophanic. And uh, I was hosting the event. I was one of the organizers. And so I kind of called my grandfather and I said, hey, you know what? Like, why don't you come and, and check this event out? And so he showed up and Christophanic, you know, just really shared the beauty of the gospel, the good, the true and the beautiful. And my grandfather, um, at the end of the talk, walked up to me, just tears in his eyes. And he said, tonight really spoke to me. Um, and the next day he called me and he said, I just want to thank you again for inviting me. He was part of a Kiwanis group of, of a group of men. And the next day he went and told everything that Christophanic actually shared. Thanks be to God. Like it really, really moved him. Um, but then my dad told me that my grandfather was not doing too well. He was, uh, he was starting to get fluid in his stomach and he had to go to the hospital pretty regularly. He was going downhill and he was put on a low uh, sodium diet, strict diet. And so um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with my wife and I'm going to visit him. And so we went on a sunny, sunny Sunday afternoon and we were sitting there and all of a sudden my grandfather just opens uh, photo albums. And he just starts sharing about his childhood and about his life. And uh, he starts sharing about his relationship with his father. So my great grandfather uh, was working on a military base. It's where my grandpa grew up and he was known as Sergeant Patterson. Um, and so he started telling me about his relationship with his dad. He said, you know, my dad never went to a single one of my baseball games. He never showed up. Um, and he said that when he was about 18 years old, he went back to the military base to visit. And he said, hey, can I see Sergeant Patterson to one of the other men that was was there? And the man said, well, who are you? And my grandpa said, I'm his son. And the man replied, oh, I, I didn't even know he had a son. He never spoke of you. And when I was sitting there in the living room, my grandfather just broke down like a, a four-year-old little boy saying, why didn't he want me? Um, and so he started sharing about when I was about one years old, 1989, he said, David, when you were about one years old, I went through one of the worst, depre worst depression in my entire life. He said he was drinking himself to sleep. He was getting drunk on a regular basis. Um, but on one night, he got drunk and he passed out. And the next morning, he woke up and on his coffee table uh, was a poem that was written that was titled, I Am a Tree. And he said he doesn't even remember writing it, but there it was on the coffee table. And, uh, and he, he held on to it. And uh, he handed me the poem. And the thing is, is, like, I knew about this poem, but I didn't really, like, take the time to read it when I was a kid. I was kind of like, okay, that's nice, Grandpa, you know, but... When he, when he really was being vulnerable with his relationship with his dad and whatnot, he handed me the poem. I just started reading it line by line. And what struck me is that at the end of the poem, it said, I am a tree that cares and my name is love. And what's so interesting, guys, is that 
love was actually capitalized, capital L. And if, if you're living the faith, you know that when you're referring to God, you always capitalize, whether it's him, capital H, you know, when it's Jesus, capital J, to, to recognize the glory of God. And so in that moment of reading this poem and reading, I am a tree that cares and my name is love. In that moment, I just stood at that line, stared at that line, and I just said, Jesus, was that you? Like in my grandfather's worst depression, where he felt like he was so alone and so abandoned, was that you there in the midst of his worst moment? And guys, I felt the presence of God just go through me right away. And I looked up at my grandpa and I said, grandpa, do you know who this is? And he looked at me and you could just see the tears starting to slowly fall down his face. Uh, and he was nodding. And so when we we're about to leave, um, I just, I just really felt called to pray with him. I didn't know what he was going to think, you know, especially with the previous conversation of like, don't try to convert me. But I just, I just said, can I pray with you? And I put my hand on my grandfather's shoulder and I just prayed for the father's embrace. And I said, Heavenly Father, I just pray that you love my grandpa right now. And God showed up so much so that he called my dad and told him about this and said that it just meant a lot to him um, that we could that we could pray together. Fast forward, uh, I got a phone call like a week later saying that he was admitted to the hospital. And what's crazy, guys, is you know how you like you pray for the people you love that God would just move. It's it's incredible. My dad was in karate. okay, And all of a sudden he tells one of his fellow guys in karate, he said, yeah, my father was admitted in the hospital. And this guy, Jeff, okay, all of a sudden says, I'm going to go visit him. Jeff doesn't know my grandpa. Okay, but guess who Jeff is? Jeff is a devout Roman Catholic who is a prayer warrior who prays on a regular basis and reads his Bible on a regular basis. He starts visiting my grandfather in the hospital. What? How does this even happen? Okay, so this this Jeff guy all of a sudden starts visiting and praying with my grandfather in the hospital, right? Obviously God, okay? And so... I'm visiting my grandfather too, and I'm praying with him, and I'm just starting to to speak about, you know, just God's mercy. And I shared this story of, of Fulton Sheen, where he shared that this man at his very last hour, Fulton Sheen said, just promise me that you'll say these words, Jesus, have mercy. My Jesus, mercy. My grandpa's like, okay, like, what's the prayer, David? And I said, my Jesus, mercy. And he said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll consider praying that prayer. But when we were in the hospital room, he just started sharing like how much he wanted to live. And he said, you know, your son, Noah, like I would just love to be there on kindergarten on his first day of kindergarten, just like I was there for you. Like he really wanted to live, guys. Um, but the doctor came in and when my dad was present, had told my grandfather that you have liver failure and um, time is running very, very short. And when my dad told me this news, you know, I, I had thought about how he had told me, don't try to convert me. And so I was absolutely terrified, but I swear it was the Holy Spirit. I walked up to my grandfather's bed and I looked at him and I said, Grandpa, you're going to meet Jesus and I want you to be ready. And I said, can you, can I just invite a priest to just come and talk to you? And he said, you know what? I would like that a lot. And so I called one of my former classmates. I studied at St. Augustine's Seminary. Um, 
where I did my master's in theology. And I, I called Father Tom, who was close by. And I said, hey, can you just come and talk to my grandfather? He's in the hospital and he was close by. And he agreed to going the next day. And so um, I decided that I would go around the same time, but I wanted them to have their time just to talk one-on-one. And so I waited out in the hall when I realized that Father Tom was already in the room the next day. And so I'm waiting out in the hall and Father Tom basically noticed that I was there. And so he called me in and uh, Father Tom's sitting down. My grandfather's in the bed and my wife and I are just leaned up against the window. And there was just kind of like this awkward pause, like, you know, just that silence. And I was just kind of sta- just leaned up against the window, sitting there. And uh, all of a sudden my grandfather says, hey, David. And I said, yeah. And he said, Catholic Church? Yes. Immediately, guys, I just felt the presence of God. And I said, what? And Father Tom said, you know, I spoke with your grandfather. He decided that he wants to uh, be received into the Catholic Church. He wants to give his entire life to God. Wow. (laughs) If you told me even a month before that that was going to happen, I don't know if I would have believed you. Uh, But the next day, he... He basically uh, was going to be received into the church. And so um, obviously he, he was already baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So he did not need baptism. But Father Tom heard my grandfather's confession. So I waited out in the hall for that to happen. Uh, but then Father Tom called me into the room and I got to hold my grandfather's hand while he received confirmation, anointing of the sick and the Holy Eucharist. But when I walked into the room after he received the absolution for all of his sins. I could just see the joy and the peace in his eyes. And I said, how are you doing, Grandpa? And he said, so much peace, so free. He said, you know, David, it's about time that I did this. And he said, I let go of a lot of things today. And it just so much peace. Thanks be to God. And what's what's amazing is that um, you know, my grandfather, I don't know what he said, uh, to people the rest of that night, but I know that he was telling people that he loved Jesus and that he was praying. And I know that he just felt so much peace that he came home, which is just absolutely incredible. And five minutes later, okay, Jeff's mom worked at the hospital, who was also a devout Roman Catholic. She comes in to visit and I'm like, okay, he, he was just receiving in the church and she's like, I'm Catholic. Welcome home. It was like a celebration. We're in the, the hospital room. We're just praying together and just thanking God for the way that he moved. Um, and, and later on that night, I was sitting on my grandfather's hospital bed and my dad was standing over in the corner and my grandfather says, Hey, John, which is my dad's name. He said, let's pray together as men. And so my dad came and sat down on the left side of the bed and he put his hand on his shoulder and we just prayed three generations, um, just gathered in prayer. And when we finished the prayer, my grandfather nodded at my dad. And it just, just, I think acknowledging that it was the right thing to do. And the first thing that crossed my mind, three generations of men gathered in prayer, um, that the applause in heaven must have been absolutely beautiful but all of hell must have trembled. And so my, my grandfather was received in the church that day. The next day, my grandfather went completely downhill. 
he was um, put in critical care. He, he wasn't even responsive. Talk about giving your life to God at your last hour. <laughs> it's just, it just blows my mind even sharing it right now. And so he was put on life support. He was not responsive. And so I'm visiting the hospital on a regular basis. And, and then it kind of dawned to me. I was like, I've never visited the chapel in this hospital, you know? And, uh, and so I, I walked up to a nurse and I said, can you like show me where the, the chapel is? And she took me for a walk. And when I got out front of the chapel, there was a chap- chaplaincy office. Okay. And there was a sign that says, when it rains, look for rainbows. When it's dark, look for stars. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. I walked in the chapel and to my surprise at the very center of the chapel, when you walk directly in, there was this carving of this great tree (laughs) and immediately made me think of my grandfather's poem. I am a tree. And on the right hand side was a stained glass window of Jesus holding the lantern, which is based on revelation three 20, which is behold, I stand at the door and knock. That he's desiring that relationship. And on the left-hand side was the stained glass window of Psalm 23. Jesus says, the, sh- the good shepherd holding the lamb in his arms. I pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet for my grandfather, who was not responsive at this point. And then I went back to our meeting room where our family was waiting. And when I sat down, my dad was on his cell phone. And he said, hey, you know how grandpa has the poem, I am a tree? And I said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, I was just looking up this... Uh, this image here, and I thought it made me think of of my of of grandpa. And my dad shows me this picture of this tree at the center and this huge rainbow right across the sky. And I said, Dad, you have to come for a walk with me right now. Like, get up, we're going to the chapel right now. <laughs> and so I walked him right to the chapel and I showed him when it rains, look for rainbows. When it's dark, look for stars. And we walked into the chapel and when my dad saw the carving of the tree, he just broke, he just broke down. Uh, and I, and I think my dad knew that that was way more than a coincidence that God was showing that he was moving, that he was, he was breaking down walls, um, and that he was present. And so later that week, uh, I got another phone call saying, David, you need to come to the hospital right now. Um, please call the priest to pray with grandpa one last time. And so when I called father Tom, he said, yep, I'm on my way. I'm going to be there in like five minutes. And so I met him there and father Tom gave the last rites, and I was able to be in the room while he gave the last rites. And he just started calling on all the angels and all the saints to intercede for my grandfather. And he prayed Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. And then he read Revelation 21.5, where Jesus says, Behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. And right after he finished giving the last rites to my grandfather, um, the doctor came into our room and said, we need, to, we need to have a meeting. He said, there's nothing else we can do for your, your grandfather I, th- I think the best thing is to to take him off of life support. And I knew at that point, like, yeah, God was God was calling him home. T- just think about timing, though. Like five minutes later, the doctor says, um, take him off of life support. And so they said that they would remove the life support and we could go in as a family. And so we were all gathered 
around my grandfather's bed. And uh, it was my dad and my grandmother was there. And we were just praying with him. And I was just begging Mary and Jesus just to, to bring him home. And my grandmother kind of says, David, you should sing to him. And the only song that I could think to sing at that moment was Be Not Afraid. Because I go before you always. Come, follow me, and I will give you rest. I read the poem, I Am a Tree, one last time because he is a tree that cares. Jesus hung on a tree as the perfect sacrifice for our sins to open the gates for our return home. Um, I read that poem and then I just held my grandfather's hand and I begged all the angels and all the saints to intercede. And I just started weeping when I had this image of Jesus holding my frail grandfather in his arms, just carrying him home. And that's when the nurse walked in and said, he's gone. He went home. I can't begin to explain, guys, just the peace. Just the peace um, that my grandfather is home. That at the very last hour, he gave his life. He said yes to God and God moved in just such miraculous ways. Thanks be to God. And what's amazing is that later that week, I got to share this story, guys, because it's just it just keeps going. It's just amazing. Um, when my when my dad was going through a really rough time in his life, I bought him the footprints poem. And my dad is is a songwriter. And so he wrote a song called There Is. And he said he, he, he wrote it for me. Uh, but the, the chorus basically says, son, won't you take my hand? There'll be only two feet in the sand and I'll carry you through your darkest days for sure. Try not to overanalyze. Just know that you are a special prize and I will help you feel secure. And when you feel like you need to doubt, just know that there is. So that's the chorus of the song, right? And so later that week, uh, my dad, I was at camp at the time. My dad was in his music studio and he was grieving the loss of his father. And he said that he picked up the guitar. All of his sound equipment was completely off. Okay. No, no speakers were on at all. And he picks up the guitar and he just starts singing the chorus of the song. Son, once you take my hand, there'll be only two feet in the sand. And after he, he finished saying, singing the chorus, he put the guitar down. He stood up. And he was about halfway through the door to leave the studio. And all of a sudden through the speakers, his voice starts playing back saying, son, won't you take my hand? There'll be only two feet in the sand and I'll carry you through your darkest days for sure. Try not to overanalyze. Just know you are a special prize and I'll help you feel secure. And when you feel like you need to doubt, just know that there is. He called me at camp right away and he's like, we have to talk right now. And I was like, well, who do you think that was D dad? And he's like, David, there's no other explanation other than that. It was God, that God was, was moving in that moment. And so why do I share this story? Why do I feel compelled to share this story? He died on August 20th, 2016. It's the four year anniversary. Um, he came, he said his yes to God at his very last hour, but we don't have to wait. We can wake up every single day and say yes to Jesus. 
And I'm telling you, you say yes to God every single day. You wake up every day and just say, Jesus, I give you permission. I say yes to you. My brothers and my sisters, you will know what miracles are. I'm telling you, you will know what miracles are. And so let's pray and I'll answer some questions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, I just thank you so much for my grandfather. Lord, I thank you for all the ways that you just moved in my family's life. That you restore all that is broken. Lord, I just pray for everyone tuning in. I pray for our relatives that are far from the faith, who we desperately want to be in right relationship with you. Lord, we pray for the prodigals that they would be sent home, that they would run to the Father's embrace. Lord, we pray that you would just give us the courage and the strength to wake up every day and to give you our yes. We praise you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you. We make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the ministry, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or please leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest stories, you can follow us on Instagram at yes.catholic and visit our website, yescatholic.com. If you have benefited from Yes Catholic, please consider joining our Patreon community. Visit patreon.com slash yescatholic. I would like to thank our current patrons for your ongoing prayers, support, and contributions that have helped Yes Catholic reach thousands of souls all over the world each week. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. You have a story. Don't be afraid to share the good news of how Jesus Christ has moved in your life with a family member, friend, or colleague. Give Jesus your yes every single day and watch the ripple effect of the gospel. Join us next week. The journey continues right here at Yes Catholic.